great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what happened, I've been doing in the city. I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Rita Cosby, for another outstanding uh, program. The grieving sister of slain NYPD officer Wilbert Mora at his funeral at St. Patrick's Cathedral slams the justice system. It bears repeating. The grieving sister of slain NYPD officer Wilbert Mora slams the justice system. Six cops shot in New York City this year. Today, folks, is only February 3rd, 2022. Six cops shot in New York City this year. Today is only February 3rd, 2022. One officer shot just last night in Queens. As I mentioned on this program, starting the program last night, an off-duty officer and attempted carjacking the suspects knocked on his car window at a red light as the officer was en route to work, was en route to work. According to police, the suspects fired at numerous responding officers. And get this, folks, the police officers did not return fire in the process of making the arrest. The grieving sister of slain NYPD officer Wilbert Mora slams the justice system, asking how many more officers have to die in the line of duty before anything changes as just hours from now, President Biden will be in New York traveling to Queens, traveling to one police plaza, meeting with New York Mayor Eric Adams. We're going to be taking your telephone calls the entire hour. 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Here's one of the stories that caught my eye. The city of Little Rock, Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas. I've traveled there twice on assignment. That city has declared violent crime a public health emergency amid a surge in shootings. Well, Dominic, how do you define a surge in shootings? At least 10 people were shot in Little Rock over the weekend. Over the weekend. They passed the resolution, and the resolution for Little Rock, Arkansas, declaring a public health emergency, the violent crime, demands the attention of policymakers and it includes provisions to fund community partners via grants and other funding to hire more mental health workers 
and to add additional officers to the Little Rock Police Department's Street Crimes Unit. Funeral a few hours ago here in New York at St. Patrick's Cathedral in Los Angeles, California, the same, the same, on the same day, a police lieutenant in Los Angeles ripped the so-called woke narrative, which he said, and we all say, day after day, night after night, hour after hour, fueling an anti-police climate. And he went on to say, same type of situation we're dealing with here, in California, prosecutors are reluctant from the district attorney there to hold criminals accountable. He made this comment while eulogizing an officer under his command who died last month when he was attacked off-duty by suspected gang members. I see all of your phone calls. I promise we're going to them in just one second. I want to divert for one second. How dare he? I'm referring to Bill de Blasio, the former mayor of New York City. De Blasio is floating the idea of running for Congress. I really don't think that he could even be elected again to the New York City Council. Even the far left city council of New York City, I do not think that Bill de Blasio could be elected to the city council. Bill de Blasio is a big reason why New York City is in the mess that we are in. The grieving sister of slain officer Wilbert Mora slamming the justice system again asking how many more officers have to die in the line of duty before anything changes as the President of the United States will be here in just hours. That's not all. Remember Crystal Bayron Nieves, the 19-year-old cashier who was fatally shot during a uh, robbery at a Manhattan Burger King? Her mother is urging President Biden to stop the gun violence plaguing the Big Apple. I'm quoting her mother here. I want to tell Biden to change the system to take the homeless out the street. Christy Nieves said through a uh, Spanish translator that she doesn't want what happened to her to occur to anyone else, that all she wants is justice for her daughter. And I'm going to uh, tell you in just a few minutes after a couple of your telephone calls, a veteran judge, that judge that I mentioned to you a few nights ago, uh, releasing the 16-year-old rapper, how in some type of confrontation uh, a police officer is shot, That judge is no longer going to hear juvenile cases. We'll get to that in just a moment. I want to start with uh, someone that I consider a voice of reason, and that is uh, Jennifer up in Boston. And we say good morning to you, Jennifer. Uh, Good morning. Hi, Dominic. I I appreciate that comment. And I just, as I listen to you at night, I often think of just how much it's I not only I just adore you, but I respect you greatly. Thank you um, very much. I respect a, you as well. You're a dignified, highly intelligent, and courageous man, and I just, I just, I adore you. So, anyways, um, thank you for the opportunity. I'll try to be concise. Um, what happens um, to these officers in the, you know, in New York, these two fine young men, and these officers throughout the country? It's 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 beyond my comprehension. I don't know how many people know, but we lost more officers 
um, that were murdered in 2021 than any other year in history. Um, there's a reason that happened. And um, when you talked about the public health emergency, I remembered when Black Lives Matter was raging um, in Boston here, they claimed uh, they claimed uh, racism as a public health emergency. And that's why Black Lives Matter was allowed to protest without the same, you know, restrictions as just us everyday people, um, you know, because of COVID and everything, because it was a public health crisis. I mean, I've never heard such madness in my life. And if I could say um, about Susan Sarandon's um, tweet, I guess it was, about the cops for fascists. Yes. Yes. I have, it literally, she, for people like her, self-important, overpaid, selfish, I, I can't even I can't even find the words Dominic that I can say on air. I can find a lot of words that I can't say on air. <laughs> how, how dare she? Yes. Yes. She she couldn't shine the, those officers' shoes. Any one of them. She is absolutely despicable. not. She is despicable. She is. Uh, you cannot. There aren't enough negative adjectives to describe that type of behavior. And and I will say this. She sleeps well at night in her fancy home and drives her fancy car and lives her fancy life and is able to do so because there are brave, selfless, decent men and women that are willing to put the badge on and get out there every day and do the hard work that no one seems to appreciate anymore. Absolutely. And and she is able to live her life because of these fine people. And that's all I wanted to have the opportunity to say out loud, how dare she, and shame on her. If anyone ever spends another dime to see anything that that wretched woman is in or produces or anything else, then shame on them, too. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just very upset by it. I, I understand. Well, well said. Well, well said. Try and calm down, Jennifer. It it, it, it has to get better. It, it has to, um, there has to be a way where this is going to get better. So I'm, um, I'm looking at the monitors right now. And uh, one of the monitors on New York one is um, it just showed the actor, um, Michael K. Williams. Uh, He was one of the star actors on the HBO uh, series, the wire and uh, a drug overdose fatal OD. Well, the feds, the, the drugs that he purchased, the feds actually have it on video on tape the day before he died. And poor people have been arrested and folks, you already know what I'm about to say. You already know one of the four that's been arrested in this actor that, this actor's death that was going to go on to great things in his career, federal charges, walked free after cutting a sweetheart deal last year on two felony drug sale cases. Sweetheart deal. Walked free. Sold the drugs, apparently, to actor Michael K. Williams, the fatal OD. So in other words, another prior deal via via New York's bail laws. Let's go to uh let's go to Michael. Michael was calling from Ridgewood, New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Michael, are you with me? Michael's gone. Okay, let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. As usual, it's a pleasure to talk with you. Um, Thank here's you. The deal. Here's the deal. It, this might raise a lot of hair on, on people's necks, but you have to look at both sides of the coin in terms of the police and, and the, the population. Uh, of course, the two officers that died, it's tragic, clearly tragic, without any doubt. Anybody who says otherwise, well, they're a fool. However, you've got 
cases where, like, you have Avenue Diallo, you got Patrick Dorsman, you got Eleanor Bumpers, you've got Sean Bell, et cetera, et cetera, about 106 names, but I won't go through them all. Okay. Hey, yeah. Phil, Phil, you're, you're being respectful and, and you're articulate in making your point. But what does that have to do with the crime wave that exists in New York right now? The crime wave is my wife is African-American. We've been married quite a while. And she raised this point to me a few times this week in, in light of all this police shooting and the black suspect, whatever. She made a good point. She said, how do you think if you how would you feel if you were black and you had or African-American rather and you were going through this thing? where every so often an innocent, unarmed, non black person was, was shot to death. Then in Diallo's case, 41 times. Well, and I just, well, I just well, lowered Phil, my head. And it's, well, it, Phil, it, it's, I, I happen to be black, um, and, and, um, and I covered the Diallo case more than any other journalist in this city. And you, you know what? You know what, Phil? In, in fairness to your wife and in fairness to you, Maybe it's because I have the uncanny ability to remove myself from stories that I'm covering. But but the climate that you're uh, discussing, right, the, the way I look at it, and I want to give you your say before I take a break here. The way I look at it is whatever's going on societal-wise, my thing was keep your head in the books, get your degree, Get your master's degree, become a journalist, never, ever, ever go back to the projects to live. And I'm not I'm not attacking anyone that lives in the projects. Those were just my goals. So please continue. But just understand that I do need to take a break. So please make your point. Yeah, I'll keep it short. I'll keep it short. Look, the point is she's saying people, African-Americans, a lot of young ones, take the idea that, well, the cops do good and the cops do really bad. The point is I'm I'm African American and I'm gonna get the bunt of it. I'm gonna get probably harassed or or searched and, and, and whatever, uh stop and searched. This is offensive because you've got a population of people, African Americans here in New York City and in other cities, that have just had enough of this. I mean I mean, you look at you look at these cases, you look at the Eleanor Bumpers case. There was no need for six cops to go in there and blow the woman away with a shotgun. I mean, she's a tenant in, in, in public housing. I mean, these type of things frighten, frighten African-Americans. She told me, she says she has a lot of African-American friends. I, I, just I hear you. I, I, I hear you, Phil. I also covered the bumpers case and you cited one other one. I, I, I hear I hear what you're saying. That's still no excuse for people to engage in the crime at the level of what we're seeing now. So one of the things that came out of the bumper, the bumpers case, uh, one thing that came out of Amadou Diallo, there was a repeated call for black representation, elective black representation. And so now all these years later, the city has elected its uh, its second African-American mayor. And frankly, this mayor's catching hell in terms of the crime problem. And let's keep it real, Phil. And I, I really do. I wish I wish I could continue with you tonight. Uh, please give me a call back tomorrow. But let's keep it real. Who is committing the crimes? That's why I mentioned Little Rock, Arkansas. I've been there twice. At the end of the day, we have to stop and we have to look. And whether or not we want to hear it, whether or not we don't want to hear it, we have to look at who's committing the crime. It's as simple as that, folks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, folks. You know, we have a video that we want to see go viral worldwide. And one of the reasons is because the NYPD protects visitors from around the world when they arrive in New York City. We wish to honor the life of Officer Wilbert Mora because he was not just an NYPD officer, but a symbol of law and order, along with his partner also killed in the line of duty, Officer Jason Rivera. WABC Radio and Times Square's initiative honored police officer Mora today in the crossroads of the world on one of the most famous buildings in the world, one Times Square. We are happy to uh, have this tribute to his life, but we do, of course, wish that it wasn't for his sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice that he made. So go to the uh, WABC Twitter page. You can see the video there. And, you know, it's a little way that we can show respect and honor these officers, retweet it, retweet it, comment, and help us to make this video go uh, viral. Let's go to uh, to my buddy Stan in Forest Hills, and, and I, I see all the calls, and I'm going to try my best to get to as many as we can in the course of this hour. And, of course, coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Stan. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm well. Go hey, right first ahead. First of all, how's your health? That's more important. What are all the other things? I think your pressure is up. I, I'm, uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. I hope oh, you're yeah. doing well. But, okay. but, 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 on a mental level, I am thoroughly disgusted. Well, at at, you know, at what's going on. I'm disgusted with a lot of things too. But uh, let me ask you a question. You talked about Arkansas first. Uh, who's the mayor of Little Rock? And who's the governor of Arkansas? Do you know who they are? I don't know off the top of my head. Neither do I. But I'm just wondering what they are. Are they Republicans? Are they Democrats? You know, And why do they have a crime rate? So I, I'd like to find that out. Maybe you can. I know you brought it up, but I wish you would have told us who they are and maybe what hey, they are. But, but, you know, but you know what, Stan? There are – I have to be candid with you. There are – I'm trying to – uh, I, I'm just going to put it back to black-on-black black crime. I mean, you know, I try to sugarcoat it sometimes. I try to not point to that issue and put it on all Americans. But the fact of the matter is, just pick the, pick the video stand on social media. But you know what? I, I've said enough. I'm, I'm going to let you have your say. Right, let, let's talk. We're going to talk about President Biden. Okay. Uh, you talked about uh, President Biden's coming to you. Many people have said he should have come today. Uh, I think to some extent, whatever his scheduling was, uh, he's just going to see tomorrow. I think he will meet with the mayor. I think Senator Schumer will be there, the senators. I think the governor will be there. Yes, they will. There will probably be a joint discussion on crime in New York and what to do. The thing is, two bills, that build back better and other, had multi-millions of dollars for policing in the country to give it out to states. Uh, the bills have not been allowed to go through right. for you, obvious you, reasons. Right. You, you make this point. But, 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 Stan. Let let's 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 cut to the chase here. You know, you're a smart guy. You know what the president did during the campaign to play for black votes. You know what he did. You know yeah. what you know what the vice president did. What did he do? What did he do? Go ahead, uh, they, tell me what they, he did. They played up Black Lives Matter um to to turn out the vote, to turn out the base. And now we find ourselves in a situation where the top organizers of, of Black Lives Matter 
uh, purchasing house after house, million-dollar house after million-dollar house. No one's investigating anything. And basically, Black Lives Matter has gone undercover while the rest of us are left holding the bag with city to city to city, crime completely out of control. Are you blaming the president for the for the murders of the uh, of the police and and you are you blaming no, him for no, the crime right? No, 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 no. I am bl- I am blaming the president for the climate, for setting the tone. Where whether he meant for this to happen or not, he sent a green light. He enabled criminals. No, he with, did not. With his words, yes, he did. And Stan, when you when you're being honest, when you're being honest, I know you're a defender of the president. How else do you describe what he did during the campaign? Uh, he was seeking African American votes, people of color, mm-hmm. and so uh, initially, initially, Black Lives Matter, as it started and came up, was somewhat of a legitimate or uh, situation at that time. Stan. Now know something different. Stan, Stan, you're my buddy. You're my buddy. And I will say this because people like to cherry pick my comments. Black Lives Matter, the folks that were out there for injustices uh, throughout the country, they are legitimate. The leaders of Black Lives Matter, I would not let walk my dog Dolce. Because they're straight-up con artists. And, Stan, I think you know my dog means the world to me. (laughs) My dog is my best friend, literally. (laughs) Dolce. Okay. And so I wouldn't let the leaders of Black Lives Matter walk my dog. (laughs) You're probably right. Absolutely. No, I understand that. But I do not blame the president of the United States for uh, enabling so-called uh, black leadership in terms of uh, this type of what has happened. I do not blame it. What has happened is systemic and has been here. Not okay. just this now, year, now, but it's been now, here for now years. That, now that you may, you may be correct about. That, that oh, I am correct, correct about it. No, that's just that, and it's been here for years. And here's the other thing, and I don't mean this in any derogatory way. Please get killed on the job. I mean, it's part of the job. It's terrible. No, this is one of the stand, worst. Stand. This is, wait a minute, this is one of the worst. But you know, there's a possibility people get killed on the job. I know. I mean, this is the worst. And if the guy got, who did it got what he was deserving, and if he was alive, he should have got the chair. But police do get killed on the job, and police have gotten killed over the last 15 or 20 years. And crime is always going to be here. And it may be systemic and may black-on-black crime may be just as continuing as, as it will be. But... You know, we also have to deal with the realities of the situation. And you're right. You you made points about kids and how they got to go to school and so forth. But crime will always be there. Someone will kill no matter what, black, white, whoever. Hmm. I mean, that's 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 crime. I mean, you know, we, we could try to stop it. There are times when the crime doesn't exist in this town, hmm. and there are plot, and over the last. Here, let me just make this quick point. And, and first, quickly, please, Stan, because the first I do have three to years of. I'm not a fan of the mayor de Blasio, but the first two or three years, there was no major problem in this city. You asked this question, Stan. By the way, the uh, the mayor of um, of uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, according to my friend Tammy, that just reached out to me, is a Democrat, an African American. His name is Frank Scott Jr. But, Stan, I I do have to move on because we have a lot of calls. I thank you very much for calling. Let's go to Ridgewood, New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Michael. Michael, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, uh, Dominic. Okay. Go right ahead. We've had this nightmare for two years. The nightmare started in 2020 with Black Lives Matter rioting, ripping off businesses, burning police vehicles. 2021, we have people wanting to defund the police. And now we've lost two very heroic police officers recently. The ones who want to defund the police I'd like to see them do what these trained police officers do. 
Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, they go through a lot of training. They go through other training for domestic abuse and everything else. Of course they do, Michael. And and let me just uh, say this. One of the things that turned me off, because I knew from day one what Black Lives Matter, uh, the leadership was about. But what really turned me off, and, I, you know, I make no secrets about this. I've said on this, um, on this uh, radio program that my father was never involved in my life. I never had a father. And um, as a matter of fact, my father nor any other man ever signed my birth certificate, right? So I will die with the fact that I do not have a father. And one of the things, I have a mother, I have a doctor that delivered me at Mount Sinai Hospital. I literally, where it says father, it's blank. And that's one of the messages that I share uh, to kids all around the country, kids that are white, kids that are black, at-risk kids. And I often pull out my birth certificate, and I try and use it as a way to motivate them that no matter where you start at, start out, start out at in life, that's not what matters. What matters is where you're going. And so when, what really turned me off with Black Lives Matter, and I found it disgusting, when their socialist agenda and they start wanting to redefine the black family where it doesn't include a father. I, 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 are you serious? Do you understand the damage that you're doing to an entire community because of your dysfunctional ways you want to redefine the 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 the, the traditional uh, black family. Let's let's go to our next call. Let's go to our friend Hudson in the Bronx. Good morning, Hudson. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Dom, I miss you, brother. I haven't talked in a while. Well, it's nice to talk to you as well. I feel the same. Uh-huh. Thank you. So uh, I was going to talk about what Stan was going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say that quick, and then I have a good point. Um, the thing he was saying with the Build Back Better bill, and I know they're all saying it on the mainstream media, is you know they keep saying they, they keep pushing that one thing. Oh, Republicans voted against that. They voted against this. There was things in there for the cops. They can't say that. You know, it's it's the same thing. And I'm you know I'm not going to use a stupid analogy, something like that. It's almost like hey, you know, hey, listen. You're going to get 100 bucks, but you got to stab your mother. you got to stab your brother. The things that were in that bill were absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the funds that were going to all these things that we knew would have gone nowhere but into people's pockets. So when Stan says things like that, that means that he never read it and he never looked into it. And that's the same as everyone on TV. Um, but back to what you just said before and what you were just talking about is you know that I work with kids. I've been working with kids for 30 years. And you talk about not having a father in the house. Um, and you want to talk about that that's the biggest issue. People don't understand. That is the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm in the school, mm-hmm. when I'm in the school, and if if the kids, you know, if something's happening and then there's fights and there's fights every day, and you want to know who they listen to? A black male. If someone comes up, I mean, I'm a mixed race. they listen to me sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If a black male comes up and they tell him, guess what they do? They shut down. They shut down. They put their head up. They go eye to eye. They listen to them. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest problems we have in this country. Mm-hmm. And and I agree with you, Hudson. And and you know what? One of the biggest issues for me, uh, and then and then we'll just go back to the broader issue. One of the biggest biggest issues for me was that when my kids were born, I I was almost in a panic because I was like, how do I be a father to these kids? when no one ever taught me how to be a father, uh, no one no one was ever a father to me. So how could I be a father to, to, to my own children? And, and you know, thank God uh, things worked out. But I, I do I do thank you uh, for your call, Hudson, and you, and you have a, um, a beautiful morning. Folks, I mentioned that judge, right? The judge that was widely criticized last week when a teen rapper – was accused of shooting an NYPD cop, right? Freed after posting a $250,000 bond set by the judge. Well, this judge, for whatever reason, remember when, when people are reprimanded, they come up with, um, they come up with excuses to cover it. But 
the bottom line is this judge will no longer handle youth cases. Acting uh, Supreme Court Justice Dennis Boyle is transferring from the youth part uh, to handle now adult trials and hearings, reportedly at his own request. Keep in mind, prosecutors wanted this 16-year-old rapper locked up without bail. So we, we can't completely blame the judges when they don't have the authority, they don't have the power. But I am telling you that sunlight sometimes can lead to, to, to progress. It won't, to be able to see a problem and to put a name on the judge that's doing something that's not in the best interest, it won't completely solve the problem. But believe me, when these judges are exposed, when they are named, you may, you may get a different outcome. Now, the law, the law is the law, but this judge will no longer uh, hear uh, youth cases after uh, releasing this suspect on the $250,000 uh, bond. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We will be right back with more of your telephone calls. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And we are back, folks. I'm going right back to your telephone calls in just one second. But I found it uh, very interesting that former Governor Andrew Cuomo, who has been keeping a low profile since resigning amid the multiple sexual harassment allegations, had dinner the other night in Midtown with New York Mayor Eric Adams. A spokesman for the mayor says Adams meets with a lot of former government officials to talk about governance. And it's being reported that the former governor, Andrew Cuomo, worked the room, shaking hands before moving into a private area for the dinner. We are talking about the situation as it relates to law and order, law and order, and the funeral for Officer Wilbert Mora and his sister slamming the justice uh, system. And something uh, has to something has to give as she made the very valid point of asking how many more officers, how many more have to die in the line of duty before anything changes. Karen in Rockland County, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, uh, the other night you mentioned uh, something about this Frank Russo, who was a former cop that deals with uh, uh, young boys with uh, wrestling. Uh, with boxing, Pat Russo. Oh, but I think that was, how come BLM doesn't put money towards that or the Biden administration instead of hiring all those uh, IRS new employees, put some money like that towards a program like that? Well, that, that's an excellent question, Karen. And maybe I have a funny feeling that when the president comes to town in a few hours from now, uh, because he is going to meet with some community organizations, I have a funny feeling uh, that that will be, and I have nothing to base this on, but that that will be one of the announcements from the President of the United States. As far as you started with, and I thank you for the call, you started with Black Lives Matter and why they don't put money into um, into great programs to benefit the communities, the communities you really don't want me to answer that. You, you already know the answer. And I, I don't want to get myself in trouble here. You, you already know the answer. We all know the answer. Show me the money. Come on, folks. It was a great scam. They, they capitalized on white guilt, on historical white guilt, to pull in millions. Show me the money. You would think that they would say, we're going to work hard to reestablish the black family unit involving fathers involving fathers you know we're going to we're going to um we're going to put some money um into programs that helps fathers and family court 
so that they could be more involved with their children. We're going to put money into some tutoring programs to help kids. We're going to put money into the NYPD Cops and Kids Boxing Program so that you can have a gym in every borough. I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Let's see here. Let's go to Mario in Manhattan. Good morning, Mario. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good evening, sir. Uh, You called it last night when you said the president should not come here because it's only going to be people looking to him to get in for a photo op because, as you well know, most of them are up for re-election except the president and the mayor. And I'm really surprised that the mayor... But going to Washington with his hat in his hand and asking for federal aid to help him out of the dilemma that he's in, that when he was running, he said, I will get this done. But he never mentioned that he would go to Washington to bring people there so they can take federal funds and then put federal constraints on the police department and any other agency that takes money from Washington. You know that. You you said that already with all these other agencies that are going to be looking for the handout. So what the mayor should do is put that fourth tour on duty. You got three right now, eight to four, four to 12, 12 to eight. So you put a six to two and you make that tour go out into the communities that have the highest crime rates and you saturate that area with, they got enough police cars sitting around a police station what doing nothing, just sitting there. They got enough horses in the stables on the west side of Manhattan, and they got enough motorcycles sitting in the garages to saturate those communities with the presence of police cars, motorcycles, and mounted policemen. And that's how you start to wind this thing down. Okay, but, but, but Mario, Mario you, you, you bring up and you make some very valid points. However... In this day, in these days of wokeness, you cannot have the police horses in certain communities because that is a recipe for a disaster in terms of wokeness. So there are certain things that that a mayor can do, certain things that they can't do. And so Mayor Adams, and thank you for the call, Mario, Mayor Adams is walking a very, very tight, tight, tightrope um and so hopefully hopefully he's gonna hopefully he'll bring back the street crimes unit i mean if it were me i'd be willing to take the hit in the polls for a year to make my city safe again that's what i'd be willing to do i would say okay i'm gonna take a hit with my base but I'm not up for a re-election for another uh, three and a half years. Let's do it. Take the handcuffs off the NYPD. Let's clean up this city. Let's go now to Bill. Bill is in Queens. Good morning, Bill. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Last Friday evening's program at the very end, Sherry called up and suggested that NYPD don't um, perform security duty for whoever supports these uh, crazy, uh, um, you know, things that, uh, you know, preventing crime. But, you know, we we can't do that, obviously. So uh, what I wonder is why isn't somebody like Pat Lynch from the PBA putting it out there to retired officers and off-duty officers, not to moonlight? I know the money's big for all these rich people who don't have to put up with what everyday people have to put up with for all this nonsense, this crime nonsense, and put it out there don't work for these people. And if he has to identify them, you know, you know, if say George Soros calls up and says, Hey, I want some uh, rent, rent the cops at my, my, uh, when I visit here or wherever, there's people that, that protect these people on, you know, they're doing it. They're making big money. But if right. the cops are, are being uh, targeted, 
sooner or later they got to wake up and say, hey, I'm not going to do this for this person. Right. Well, I thank you for the call, Bill. So I'm looking at my Twitter. You can reach me at Dominic TV. And this is something that has been said to me quite a bit. So a comment from uh, from Clarence Coggins, who's listening to the show, and he says, why don't I use the terms white on white crime or Asian on Asian crime? And I've, I've been asked this, and, and this is a comment that's been uh, put to me quite a bit. So, Clarence, you, you ask a good question. But at least in the news coverage and in the the crimes that I see, it's predominantly, now I didn't say all black, I said it's predominantly, unfortunately, some of us, most of us, meaning the, the numbers committing the crime, the crimes. And so I, I, I'm trying to, it, because it's a good point, a good question of why don't I use the terms white on white crime? I don't know exactly what that means. Maybe some of you, the listeners, can uh, can help me. But we all know, and Clarence, you know, you know, Clarence, what black on black crime is, and you know that it's out of control, and that you know, frankly, that white people know it's out of control. But white people just look the other way for fear of being called a racist and just abandon urban areas. And then you have uh, a situation where people are, you know, they become victims. They become victims. But believe me, Clarence, when I tell you, the white community knows exactly what black on black crime is. They just don't talk about it. Just like, frankly, many of us don't talk about it. You know that. Let's go to Grace in Brooklyn. Good morning, Grace. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Uh, you, you just answer your own question. And and what what do you mean by that, Grace? Um, when you said that um that um it somebody wants you to say white and white crime and black and black crime, but the bottom line, it's crime in general. And yes, of course, the white people know it's black and black, black and black crime. And yes, they're going to turn and just look the other way because they don't want to be called a racist, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I said you answer your own question. Well, okay, you, but, but, yeah. but, but maybe you can help me here, Grace. I, I don't understand, and I'm going to bring in Frank Morano in a second here, who's coming up in just five minutes uh, for the other side of midnight. I don't understand why we as a society don't want to be honest talking about the problem. It is what it is. What it is. But as they say, the truth hurts. You okay, know what I mean? That's a good and point. If, that's a good yeah, point. And, and if us, a lot of black people just stand up and face the truth and know that within the home, both whether you have mother or father, just single mother, the kids need discipline. That's, mm-hmm. that's the bottom line, because you know what? White folks discipline their kid. They may not spank them, but they will put them in the corner and say, you get time out for five minutes. We, mm-hmm. on the other hand, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, our kids will be a better man and woman of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. see, and so see, Grace, and I, I thank you for the call. When when I bring up these topics, you got to understand, folks. I say it out of love of my community, and that it breaks my heart to see the things that are going on. It breaks my heart because it doesn't have to be this way. It really doesn't have to be this way. But, and I'm going to try and get to a couple more of your calls. Let's bring in my colleague, Frank Marano. Hello, Dominic. The other side of midnight. Boom. So, so, 
Frank, I just want to throw this at you before throw I... Throw it at me. So then Clarence Coggins on Twitter says to me, why don't <laughs> I use the terms white-on-white white crime or Asian-on-Asian Asian crime? What's your re- response I to mean, that? what's an Asian-on-Asian Asian crime? It's like uh, stealing a graphic calculator at uh, Stuyvesant High School? I mean, white-on-white <laughs> white crime is uh, shoplifting from the Gap? I, I don't know. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I, I think one of the reasons uh, that you do this is because that it gets a lot of media attention. The incidents that happen to be black-on-black crime get a lot of media attention. Two, I think, as you said, it's out of concern for uh, for your community and uh, the neighborhood that you grew up with has uh, an up uh, has a lot of black-on-black crime, unfortunately. And I think this is an area of of, uh, criminality and policing that we haven't necessarily got our finger on solving, Uh, whereas there doesn't seem to be the same epidemic of white-on-white crime or Asian-on-Asian crime. Look, uh, the next time, you know, an Asian person pushes another Asian person on the subway tracks, I'm sure you're going to be commenting on that. Right, but see, I just find it amazing that people don't want to deal with the reality. Well, uh, so do I. So do I. It's it's, it's like it's like it's like no 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 no. Look the other way, and Dominic, you don't dare say it because you're a black man. You right. got to cover for us. Well, I, I think you have more credibility and saying that's it as a point. black person. And that's my point. I mean, anyway, what do you have coming up this morning? All right. Well, every Thursday we go down to Atlantic City and we uh, do the AC report. We're going to do that as well. And uh, there's been uh, escalating tensions with Russia and Ukraine. I think I've paid more attention to this than every other show on the station, quite frankly. And we're going to do that again. I'm going to be joined by Joshua Schifrinson in about a half hour. He is a real expert when it comes to foreign policy. We're going to break down how likelihood, how likely a Russian invasion of Ukraine is and what role the United States should play if that comes to fruition. Because if you listen to uh, Joe Biden and Tony Blinken, it is likely if you listen to Israel, Ukraine and the other countries, they say it's not so likely. So we're going to try and separate the, the facts from the hype. Very interesting. It's going to be another uh, night where I'm not going to get barn much sleep. You know it. <laughs> Listening to your show. Uh, we have uh, about a minute left. Uh, select one of the callers. Uh, how about uh, how about Robert in Westchester? Robert, you're up. Good morning. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Good morning, guys. So Biden will be here today with Hochul. And they will talk about gun control. They won't talk about God nor morality, because the worse it gets, the better it is for the democratic socialist Marxists who want to take complete control of the people. Bear in mind that this is the first time in history that they've tried to do this in an armed society, and they must create fear in the hearts of people, and to do so, to create a demand to abolish our Second Amendment. However... No one is talking about the Fast and Furious scandal, which was the scandal during the Obama administration of which Biden was the vice president. Right. Hey, Robert, but but I do do have to step in. I thank you for your comment. Folks, we have to continue this conversation tomorrow. Same time, same station, but you want to keep it right there. One of the best shows in radio is coming up right now. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight on talk radio, 77 W.A. See.